we go. What's up, winos? Welcome up to welcome to another episode of Cheap Wine Finder. And we're doing this podcast from a winter storm in Chicago. Oh yeah, man. We got like nine inches of snow and shit here. Though we only went to two wine tastings a day rather than our usual allotment. Yeah, we cut it back to two. Yeah. So Glasses, yeah. first one at Larry's was pretty cool. He's always got good stuff. Northwest Highway. We're we're gonna have him as a guest on the podcast one of these days. Wine cellar pal time. Because you can talk to that dude and be like a half an hour and you have a pretty good conversation about how the wine business works. Pretty he's, awesome. He sells um high-end wines, like the, the certain the certain vineyard and a certain vintage, and it goes to some high-end people in Barrington, Illinois, and oh yeah, out that way. That's that's his main customer, but he likes to talk to cheap wine finders too, and uh, so we'll pick his brain a little bit on a podcast. But that's another story. He uh, taught us a lot of it. shit. Like you know, you shouldn't have wine ship tea in the summer. Yeah, it was bad because the, uh, the the delivery man will drink it all when he gets thirsty. And then we went to Dobby's, which is a Garfield's, pretty cool tasting in the middle of Palatine. And um, let's see, I got the notes here. There were seven tables, and each table had like eight wines on it. So that's a lot of wines that we tasted. We went through and did the whites, then we back, went back and did the reds. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. And this is a good time to, when you go to a, I mean, we love going to wine tastings. And we get to go to the professional trade ones. But there is a certain pecking order thing going on with these store ones. You know, it's like try it, try it before you buy it type of things. And um, you get two types of people behind the desk. The down the counter is porn. There are people working for a distributor who is uh, coming in on a Saturday. Today was a Saturday. And they worked all week and they're taking Today's their time. Today's Saturday, y'all. Yeah. And they're taking their time to uh, support the the, the the wine shop or whatever. And they're trying to sell wine and they're there, the distributors showing their support. And we appreciate it. And the other people are people who. Uh, are paid for by an agency, and they are either wine aficionados who are making a couple of bucks on a Saturday afternoon, or people who don't know a thing about wine and they're just making a couple of bucks in the afternoon. But yeah, all, but all like, like the, like the yeah. dude, um, like the um, what do you call it? The distributor or whatever needed somebody last minute, and they just grab somebody. So sometimes it's just somebody that really doesn't even know much about wine. Yeah, but they all get. I mean, they all get kind of like graded on how much wine they sell. Mm-hmm. So there's some do's and don'ts I want to go through first. Which isn't yeah. much when we go. Yeah, never ever go up there and say, "Give me the most expensive wine you got," because they're trying to sell wine, and by you not even checking the the tasting sheet means you're not going to buy. I mean, if you go, oh. Uh, you have a new vintage of the prisoner? I haven't had that. May I please try that? Then they think you're going to buy. Just saying, uh, give me the most expensive one where you don't even care what it costs. They're not going to be happy with you. Oh, man. These people, they're such idiots. <laughs> but most people aren't. Most people are, are good. Give me majors. the most expensive wine you have. Yeah. That is so, like, you don't even know what's going on. Or, or you say, um, I don't like Chardonnay. Like, don't say I don't like Chardonnay. Every Chardonnay is different. It's like, I don't like the color blue. You might not like the color blue, but you go to the paint store, 
one of those sample chip things you're going to at least tolerate. Say, oh, I'm not in a Chardonnay mood. And that, they're cool with that because they don't have to pour you a, any wine that you're not going to have a, you might not buy. Say, oh, you know, I'll go with the Sauvignon Blanc or whatever. And then they're happy with that. You gave them information they know. But try not to make yourself look like you don't know anything, even if you don't know anything. We have friends like that. They'll, they'll, we have a sheet, you know, of, of the stuff that's here. And they'll go right for that expensive table. Hey, look oh. at this. $78 a bottle. I'm going to go over there and get a taste. It's like, you're an idiot. That stuff tastes like shit. <laughs> but they do it. They go over there and they, oh, I got some of that. Good for you. The Windy City Wine Fest is every fall. And it's uh, it's basically surrounds half of Buckingham. Oh, I Island. love this story. Yeah. And I know where you're going. Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful setting. It's in Grant Park next to, it surrounds Buckingham Fountain at night where the lights, it's, it's a beautiful fountain and there's lights and it's lit up. It's a beautiful place and it's a big space and you can walk around and there's not, there's wine and there's a city at night in the harbor and, and one of the tables, there's a tasting sheet, uh, every table did by the bottle prices and one table did by the case prices. So everybody got in line thinking it's a $120 bottle of wine. It was a $10 bottle of wine. If you buy 12, it was a $120 bottle of wine. And they were actually lining up into the, the main thoroughfare where you people walk back and forth. And we and there were people waiting a half hour. And we were going, uh, that's not a, that's not $120. That's, that's a case price, 12 And they just look at us like, you're lying. You're, you're trying to get us out of line. And the stupid part about it, it was like 10 feet away from this table or wines that were selling for 15 to $20. I mean, you know, 50%, 100% more expensive than the wines they were waiting a half hour for because they wanted the most expensive wine. It turned out to be a $10 wine. Don't do that. That was stupid. I don't even get that. They're just, they, they look at a sheet and they see the most expensive wine and they line up. and they think that's the good stuff. And they line up. Yeah. And they're waiting for a half an hour I mean, this is a festival, so you could see all the lines. This was by far the longest line there. Oh, 10 times longer. And you're like, what is going on here? Well, it's $120. And here's the weird thing. Most wines that cost $120 are wines that you need to cellar. You need to lay them down in a temperature, climate-controlled area for four or five years where you drink it. So the odds of you even liking it is not good. Uh, drink, I'm not that a, patient. You get a drink it now wine that's ready to go when you buy it. It's going to taste way better, or it's going to be more. It's you're going to be able to get into it easier than this wine that's not going to be ready. It's going to be off kilter, probably. It'll be drinkable, but it's going to be better eight years from now. You that's what I'm talking get. about. You shouldn't even go for that one. I mean, it's you're not. You know, it's it's not ready. Don't drink it. It's for people who put wine away for twenty years. But there you go. So don't be that person. Yeah. I hate that mentality. What else you got about this thing, man? Oh, man. So there's all these tables. You kind of just go around and, um, you know, Dobby's used to have glasses back in the day, but now they're doing these little medicine plastic cups. Yeah, and so, yeah. you, you know, you can tell the professionals, man, because they bring their own glass. So we brought our own glasses. Get the plastic ones. Get the plastic ones with a little notch. The acrylics, yeah. Yeah, so that way, you know, you, oh, I want crystal. Yeah, it'll be broken in your trunk. Get the plastic one. It's going to last forever. Yep. So we did that and kind of went around. And um, what was some of the cool shit we had? Well, Charles Smith was there. Well, his wines. Yeah, but he wasn't there. Charles was not there. Not him, but yeah. 
We've partied with that dude. He's cool. Um, I like his stuff still, even though it's not him. But um, what else? There was that Rafino. That's always there. Yeah, Prosecco. Inexpensive Prosecco. Uh, Prosecco's good. Prosecco. And it's kind of cool. You keep going back and, you know, you see these pourers that are there month after month. There's Dobby's tasting. They have it once a month. Garfield's tasting. Yeah, whatever. It'll always be Dobby's. Um. Oh, that dude Um. was cool. He had Freemark Abbey from Napa, like a pretty uh, cool Chardonnay. Yeah. No, um, no malolactic. Yeah. No malolactic, but there's some barrels. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was like a, a, an no iconic. Oak. Freemark Abbey's been doing it for like 20 years, and it's this very unique style. And it's, uh, yeah, we had some of that, which is nice to see at a, at a, a wine shop tasting. It's a little bit, you know. And then they had the uh, Apothex. They had some crazy Apothex, one of the ones with the, uh, what was, what's the, do you have the Apothex one there? Which one do they have? They had, which is like a $10, the Inferno. Which Ooh, is, yeah, Inferno. Which is all the uh, spicy wines and what have you. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one chick had Breca, like an old vine garnacha that was amazing. Dry Creek old vines in, which yeah. I love. I have been to Dry Creek, but I've never been to that vineyard. Uh, Zipmandel from Dry Creek is a little bit more refined than the Lodi stuff. I actually like the unrefined. I think Zipmandel is okay as a kind of a country wine, kind of a little wild at heart wine, uh, Zipmandel. Let the other wines do the do the fancy. Let let Zinfandel be Zinfandel, but people like to try to tame it. What else you thinking? You got? Was that the one where um, she had La Follette? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Where she said, "This is what Chardonnay should be." It was French style, and it was no oak, and it was just the fruit came out. And she's oh, like, it was Burgundian style." That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that was good. Lot. Um, no, but this dude that had the Freemark Abbey also had the Nielsen, the Byron Vineyards. Um, Single Vineyard Pinot from Nielsen uh, Santa Pino, Barbara. And it was half off, man. And we bought 12 bottles and drank it there. That's true. True story. Yeah. And They're like, are you going to lay this down? When are you going to drink it? And we're like, now. No, after we drink it, we'll lay down. Drink it now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how that works. You know, something lays down eventually. Usually it's us. But that was a blast. And we should have mentioned that this was a consumer tasting, which we're not used to, but we've been going to this one forever. I'll say better part of 20 years. Oh, yeah. You know, there's the, the you know the, the prisoner red blend? Well, they have a white wine version of it now called um, Blindfold. Blindfold. And the weirdest thing is this blindfolded guy tied to a post who looks like someone shot him. So there's like a, a, a dead person on the on the label, which is like, what the heck is that all about? Nice label. Like, you know, you're drinking, having a good time. It's and like a Spanish this, Civil War. This shot dead someone. guy yeah. on the label. I'm like, oh, man. You know, I mean, I, I can go with skulls in my label. I mean, actually, that's an, I like wine with skulls in the label. But like dead prisoners are tied to something. I, that's... You don't want to see them right when they die. You want to see them after they're dead for a while and become the, skeletons. And the... And the <laughs> and, the, and the buzzards bleach, you know, pick at their bones, right? But that was good. They had Saldo, which was another one from the Prisoner line of wines. Saldo. That was pretty good. We had a good time. I mean, that's something that on a snowy 
February, if a local wine shop has it, you go there and you have a good time. Just don't tell me you want the most expensive one. Don't tell me you don't like Chardonnay. Tell them I'm not really into Chardonnay. I mean, and just try everything and you learn. You'd be surprised what you learn. It's cool as shit. And if you're new to wine, it's it's a way to kind of figure it all out on someone else's dime. And Most yeah. of these are free. This one was free. Larry's is usually five bucks, but even even for five bucks, it's like, how are you going to drink all that amazing wine you know, and look, learn shit I'm for five at, bucks? I'm looking at these uh, the sale price and the regular prices, mm-hmm. and like the average is 5 to $10 off. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, here's a, the, the saldo is $34.99. It's selling for $24.99. Um, there's the uh, Chateau Sauvignon, which is a shard. $14.99 might be a little expensive for it, but $8.99, nine bucks for that one is great. I mean, th- this is great ways. Uh, oh, Ferrari Carano Chardonnay, 28 buck list, $18 there. So it's a great way to... I love Ferrari Carano. Yeah, you know, they just do good wine. It's just a solid place. But it's a great way. Go to these things. I mean, even if you're not in the mood to buy that day, and everybody's in the mood, or maybe your budget says that you can't buy that day, go there and come back later. I mean, you you, you got you, you might miss out on these great sales they have that um, when they do it. Yeah, maybe you're going somewhere, you get a party coming up, and you go to the liquor store, you have no idea what wines to buy. Hit something like this where you can taste a few and Try go, it before you buy it. Jimmy is going to love this. Because Jimmy, you know, he's picky on wine. You know, hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, want some wine? So there you go. So th- this is a little bit about wine. Is uh, Wine tastes are fun, but they also are educational. And you probably won't know you got educated until like three years down the road. Oh, yeah. Where someone's going to talk about a wine. You says, yeah, I've had that. And, I, you know, I like the 2016 better than the 15. And you go, oh, where did that come from? Oh, Big Dave schooled some people too, man. They were like, oh, Bordeaux Superior. That must be really good. Oh, uh, yeah. There's the, yeah. Uh, in Bordeaux wines, you've got, you know, those crew wines. The lowest level of Bordeaux is called Superior, mm-hmm. which I thought is kind of like, well, they don't think, they think they're cool. Yeah. Those French guys. We're going to be going to Bordeaux on Wednesday. No Superior there. We're going to be drinking the good stuff. Hopefully, be checking some of this uh, portable podcast deal over there. Though, though the superior stuff as the entry level can be really, really good. I'm not really complaining about it. It's just the thought that they would name their entry level superior. is kind of like, how galling of them. Mm-hmm. But, eh, what, what, I'll let them do what they want. All right. Anything else, man? No, that's it. Thanks for listening. Check out CheapWineFinder.com. And go to your local uh, wine shop for a, a tasting. Support your local winos, man. You learn something and you get a good deal. Keep it cheap. Adios.